formula for creating a successful global company is simple as you see a problem create solution, problem solve, successful global company. So I was a journalist for 20 years, created an entire business based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So I don't, I don't know what PR firms do. Yeah. Just annoyed me. So created solution and then solved it. So now only partner with visionaries who live in abundance and look at things as investments, not costs. And then they just make the investment. They don't, they don't live. These people don't live in scarcity cost world. They don't, they're not worried about investing. They're not worried about not having funds. They just do. So that's what separates humans and business owners and consultants from true visionaries. Visionaries don't, they don't make excuses. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tracy down at Tranquil Turn Massage in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Look, my wife and I, we see Tracy and her team every single month for a couple's massage, and it is the best thing. Tracy is a master massage specialist and a Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. You need to reach out to Tracy and her team. Make sure that you tell them that I sent you, and you'll get 25 bucks off your next massage. Also, while you're there, check out CDA Brows, Body, and Ink. Make sure to tell Tracy that I sent you, and you'll save 100 bucks on your next tattoo brows and plasma tightening services. <laughs> Justin, you're a husband, you're a father, you're the CEO and founder of Brepic Communications and Network. You're a visionary entrepreneur, best-selling author, coach, man, so much more. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I love the American flag background. That's awesome. I appreciate that. It came from one of my sponsors, uh, Combat Flags, when they were around, man. They sent that out to me and such a great company mm -hmm. there. Um, I'd like to go back to kind of start things off with my show. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? <laughs> I, I grew up two miles north of where I live now, but okay. uh, people like me are usually aliens within their own family, community, and verticals. The only people that understand us are top entrepreneurs on planet. So, um, and then I was raised by someone who was 61 when I was born and died when I was 13, and he was a World War II hero. Uh, wow. Shot down multiple times in combat, many times without a parachute. So my childhood was a little bit different than most humans. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I still, <laughs> and then I'm like a little kid still. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not really mature in any capacity. And then our sons that are ten and eight are are uh, complete maniac, wild uh, visionaries like I am. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. My, my son is nine. My daughter will be 13 here real quick. And mm -hmm. it's, it's fun having kids for sure, man. Um, man, I was, as I was reading through your story, you've been in the media business for over 20 years, but prior to that, you were a journalist for a long time. What was the drive to get into journalism and kind of go into the the media business? Well, you're either, you're either born someone like this or you're not. I mean, uh, yeah. I've no, nothing has really changed in my life in terms of purpose. But again, my dad was 61 when I was born. My mom was 27. So I was just born with a story. And then my dad was World War II hero, became attorney in Nuremberg trials, Nazi war crime trials. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is not a typical child. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, after he died, I found a diary of his uh, fighting in the Battle of the Hurricane Forest, very deadly battle towards the end of World War II and you know just gets more horrific every day and uh, I found it after he died and I write exactly like he does and then when he was in his late 50s um, a drunk driver hit him drunk driver killed my dad broke every bone in his body but survived and then my mom was his nurse so that's how I that's how they met and then most of my days talking to the world's top visionaries so not humans not consultants not business owners just true visionaries and uh, I haven't met one with more hustle than my mom ever. So she's the ultimate hustler, survive and thrive. So I am yeah. a combination of that. 
I love it. What do you think has made you so successful in the media industry and PR industry? Well, yeah. So thank you. I mean, I don't, I mean, you're either born like this or you're not. So most people yeah. ask, what do you cost or charge or, or say they don't have funds to do something. I mean, that's not, I don't, that's not my world. You don't, right. So that's what's separate. So most people make excuses at the highest level. There are no excuses. So that, what if you want to call that a success or whatever, it's just most people live in excuse world. I just don't talk to those people because they just make excuses. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And I mean, you started Brepic Communications back in 2017. Uh, for those who don't know, what is Brepic? How did it get started? What's the mission with this company? Well, it's an extension of purpose. Um, I don't, you know, when you're a journalist, you don't get into that for employee account or office space. I don't understand any of that stuff. Um, yeah. So, and then my brain turns everything into patterns. Um, so most of my days talking to top visionaries and they're all over the place. And then I simplify it into patterns. So formula for creating a successful global company is simple as you see a problem, create solution, problem solve, successful global company. So I was a journalist for 20 years, created an entire business based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So I don't, I don't know what PR firms do. Yeah. Just annoyed me. So created solution and then solved it. So now only partner with visionaries who live in abundance and look at things as investments, not costs. And then they just make the investment. They don't, they don't live. These people don't live in scarcity cost world. They don't, they're not worried about investing. They're not worried about not having funds. They just do. So that's what separates humans and business owners and consultants from true visionaries. Visionaries don't, they don't make excuses. Yeah. And is that part of also the, the Brepic network, right? Like is, I heard you talk in another interview, it's similar to like a LinkedIn, but it's very, very specific to, to people that are those high achievers, right? Well, um, again, it's the same formula. So, um, problem with all these platforms is they let everyone in and people at the highest level don't, they don't have time for that. So create solution. Yeah. And then my partner, uh, he's in uh, he's in San Francisco. I'm in Chicago. He most of his days doing eight and nine figure deals. I'm not I'm not financial person. So um, we created LinkedIn without the BS high price point invite only connectivity platform. So that's very exciting um, to do it. Um, and then yeah. the only way to learn anything is to take action and make investment. So there's no what do you cost? There's no what do you charge? There's no I don't have the money to do this. You just do it, and then mm. everything else happens from there. Yeah. And you, you only work with folks that you would consider visionaries or abundance or investment mindsets. I assume that those are all the people that are in this Brepic network there. Um, but can you deep dive into that? Why those three types of mindsets work best for you? Well, it's kind of hard for me to answer that question because I don't understand why anyone wouldn't be like that. I, yeah. don't, I don't understand why someone would make an excuse. I mean, my litmus test is, are you someone like my dad who will get into plane without a parachute after another one has been shot down? Or I, I just don't understand any, anyone not thinking like that. I just mm -hmm. don't. I mean, the first chapter in second book is the cream rises to the top. So my dad would say that every day. Um, so that's what I remember most age five to 13. He would just say the cream rises to the top. So <laughs> that's, I, I just don't understand people that wouldn't want to do that. But most yeah. of the world is not like that. I just don't talk to anyone like that because people that do think like that, they hang out with other people that think like that. And there's nothing I can do to help them because they don't have the right mindset to help themselves. 
Mm, so important to surround yourself with guys and, and gals that are just living the life that you want to live, but also have the same values mentality of you, you know, throughout this journey of life and business for you, what's been the most important thing that you've learned? Well, the cream rises to the top. I mean, that's why it's the, yeah. I don't I mean, I don't, it's an interesting world. Like I'm a hundred percent black and white. And then my wife is a, a pediatrician. She's a hundred percent gray. Um, but like having black and white thinking like this, some people don't, most people don't understand it, but really it's allowed me to have endless color in my life because if, if someone makes an excuse or they're like, I can't do this. Well, okay. Well then that's just, you're just not a visionary who lives in abundance. So look at, looks at things as investments, not cost. So most people can't understand that or appreciate it, but a true visionary loves it because they're the ones that actually will do it. And they don't want to hang out with people that don't think like that. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. And you mentioned sort of the chapter two of your book, Kerm Rides to the Top there. You've got this book, it's bestseller, Epic Life, How to Build Collaborative Global Companies While Putting Your Loved One First. I love the title of that. How did you come up with the, the title of that? And what's the journey that you take readers on in this book? Well, um, so all I do is talk to visionaries. And so um, they're the most damaged people with best coping skills. So highest IQ, highest EQ, most courage, most resilience, but they have the most trauma, most anxiety, most depression, most potential bankruptcy, but they don't make excuses. And then so many times they have those high coping skills and they use them to create massive company, massive wealth, massive, whatever that material stuff is. And then many times, not always, but many times at the expense of family, anything meaningful. So again, entrepreneurs, not consultants, not business owners, not humans, entrepreneurs, most damaged people with best coping skills. So I talk to one to two of those folks every single week that have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from having a family. So the book's about how not to do that, how to put your family first, how to build collaborative global companies, not competitive, collaborative while putting your loved ones first. So I think that's what people like me want. They just don't know how to do it because they're the most damaged people with the best coping skills. Mm. Man, that's so good. Now, you and I, we have a mutual friend, Kelly Cardenas. And when I first met him, it was at Greg Reed's Prosperity Camp out there in California. Yep. And I, him and I went to go watch the sunrise one morning out on the beach there in Carlsbad. And I remember telling him, man, I just want to be a full-time entrepreneur. I want to, you know, go in and surround myself with people that are doing this. And I want to be go full-time. And at the time at Prosperity Camp, there's 50 people there. I'm there's 49 millionaires. I'm the one that's not a millionaire, right? So I'm, I'm like telling Kelly, I'm like, man, I want to be around this. And he goes, Eric, listen to this. He goes, of these 50 people that are here, how many of them have great marriages? How many of them have great loved ones and great right. relationships with their family? What was the answer to that? And I said, probably a very small percentage. And that was an awakened moment for me in this beach watching this tide come in. And I went, man. And I came home and I was just telling my wife, I'm like, man, we got to, I got to change my priorities, man. You know, if I look at my kids, I've got roughly five to eight years left with them in this house before they go out on their own. And I had to shift that mentality go the full-time entrepreneur thing is not that important. The family is most important for me. And so I've really shifted that over the last couple of years since meeting him and have that conversation with Kelly. Well, thanks for telling me that the only people I talk to is their full-time entrepreneurs who, um, uh, the ones who partner, they they put their families first and they're changing the world. Um, yeah. So yeah. there's no gray area there. Um, they're changing the world while putting families first. So that's fun to do that. Um, mm -hmm. Most of them, not all, but most of them are running high six figure to 10, 
10 figure businesses. So most people are trying to change their world, but they're not actually doing anything to do it. And then I just partner with people changing the world, which is. Yes. Yeah. And I love that you did this cool thing. You and your wife went on a, a date night 52 weeks in a row. And what a cool thing to do to draw close for you guys. Um, but what did you learn from that? And then what was the most epic date that you went on? Well, um, I think my wife learned that we could do it. Um, she didn't think we could do that, but I'm, I'm an activator, maximizer, achiever. So if, if very rarely do I have a great idea, but if it does happen, then activate, maximize, achieve. But I mean, my wife is the most loving, kindest person on the planet. So I didn't have to learn that I loved her, but I, I mean, you know, without her bad situation, I mean, every date with her is great. We still go out once a week without the kids, mostly awesome. at lunch. But I yeah. mean, the last one was nice because we actually finished it, but we're still <laughs> doing it. So we haven't stopped. Come on, man. That's awesome, dude. You know, and, and you talk about like storytelling and being able to share your story. And, you know, I didn't share my story until I was 39 years old. I came from the broken home, you know, bankrupt, drug addiction, jail, all that. life. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, I, I came all of that and came out of it and now, you know, 17 years sober and been married for 18 years and, you know, change those priorities around. But for people who are afraid to share their story, like no. how do they learn to share their story? So that's no, impactful. No, no, Nope. Entrepreneur won't do that. They, no, they will do it. That's yeah. No, no, I don't. <laughs> no. Are you someone who will get into a plane without a parachute? Or are you someone who may, I don't, I don't, there's nothing I can say to that. Right. Yeah. Love it, man. It's so good. So what's coming up next for you? Like, what are you most excited about right now? Well, I don't, you know, people think I do all this stuff. I spend time with my family and then I connect visionaries to visionaries. So, um, I never get tired of it. Um, and then there are only two questions I ask myself every day. One, did I have good experience that day with my family? And then two, did network grow on a global level? So I found all this other stuff takes care of itself. I mean, yeah. The second company, the networking platform with, you know, with partner, he's a even bigger visionary than I am um, and does eight, nine figure deals all day. So that'll be very exciting to see how that, how that evolves. And then we met virtually, we've only met two times in person and he's a, he's a full visionary investment mindset, uh, abundance mindset visionary. So, I mean, he's, he's allowing me to live an even bigger vision and a bigger, uh, a bigger part of my purpose. So I'm very grateful mm. to Mark Fujiwara for that. Come on. I love that. And just, if people want to follow and support you and your company there, like what's the best place for them to connect with you guys on? Sure. Um, yeah, you, you can certainly reach out to me on LinkedIn. And then the, the main site is uh, brepicllc.com, brepicllc.com. Awesome. I love to finish the show with a fun question. I'm a big music guy. So I love to ask questions like what type of music do you listen to? Or do you have a favorite band that you like to listen to? Yeah, our sons are uh, eight and 10. So we listen to Muse, Limp Bizkit, Juice World, RIP Juice World. That guy was a genius. Uh, we listen to a lot of uh, Breaking Benjamin. I don't, I don't treat my children like children. So, um, uh, we, uh, we listen to you two sometimes, but mostly limp biscuit break stuff, which is highly inappropriate for most children. For mine, it's kind of funny, but, uh, yeah, so those, those are the songs we listen to. That's awesome. I saw limp biscuit, uh, play live on the day that album came out and playing wow. to see them play break stuff live in a high school auditorium out there in Salem, Oregon was like 
probably one of the craziest concerts I've ever been to. <laughs> Incredible. That's epic. That's the definition of epic right there. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, Justin, I love your story, man. Thank you for coming on and, and sharing what you've got going on. I'm excited to um, just connect you with a lot of the audience that has been listening. I think there'll be a lot of resonation with these guys. And man, thank you so much. I appreciate it. you're an absolute world changer, man. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.